0: everyone and welcome to the atomic cinema experiment i am Pierre and joining me as always is tara
1: greetings citizens
0: and it just so happens that she's you know borderline got ripley hair which is perfect for the occasion i'm wearing my and Jutani shirt because it is alien day happy alien day everyone and beginning a a tradition for the next six years, <laughs> if my math is right, um, unless, well, unless, see if they release a new Alien movie, though, in like two years' time, we're going to have to just do the rest of them before the new one oh, comes man, out. Oh, man,
1: I forgot about Covenant. I've never seen it.
0: Oh, what, what a finality, this. I have, self- Tara <laughs> I have gets self- to watch- not look forward to yeah. six years from now. Tara gets to watch covering <laughs> for the first time at the end of all this. Uh, but yeah, it's Alien Day. Uh, it's also 70s month, which is just a nice, happy coincidence. Uh, if, if, let's say it was 60s month. We still do Alien for today, because it's Alien. Yes, this right. was always in the works. But it just happened to be 70s month, which is perfect, because Alien came out in 1979. We will start spoiler-free, if anyone <laughs> if anyone doesn't know the plot of Alien. Uh, but we'll give you a warning before we get spoilers. And also, I want to mention that you've been having episodes two a week for the last little while um but this is actually the first one we're recording in like like three weeks uh Mm -hmm. we've done a couple of twilights so we've seen each other but like this is the first episode of the ace we've done in a while so it feels kind of nice to be back and exciting to dig into a movie uh it's good stuff so here we are uh alien is a simple tale of a ship from william jutani uh who's just you know Hauling some oil through space. Can, imagine a truck, a truck on the highway, Route 66, USAV. you got a truck, they're, they're carrying some goods. But there's a distress call, there's a beacon that says, No, nah, wake, wake them up, cryo sleep. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, in my head, of course, all truck drivers are in cryo sleep in the US. Yeah. Uh, breaker, uh, breaker, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> wakes them up there's, there's a beacon coming from this planet, this moon, LV246, right? And here we are. Or 426, sorry. It's Alien Day. I should remember that. It's Alien Day. <laughs> 426. Well, hold on. The problem is it's only Alien Day if you write the date like Americans. If you write it like I write the date, it's actually not Alien Day. Alien Day is actually in uh, June? No, there can't be an Alien Day the way I write it. No nah because there's no 42nd day of it yeah so no it can't be
1: (laughs) once again america comes out on
0: top (laughs) we're the best (laughs) so yes they get called in they investigate this crashed ship of unknown origin they find an egg someone gets infected and an alien ends up on the ship on the nostromo uh which has eight passengers or seven passengers and a cat named jonesy mm-hmm. which looks not unlike my cat firefly that i'm holding right here good cat uh and that's just the gist of alien it is essentially a monster slasher movie where they're killed off one by one until you get to the final character i don't think it's a spoiler to say that, that that's what the movie is that's just that's just what it is <laughs> uh but yes so naturally this is a class this is a biggie you know every so often we get to a movie it's like okay we did terminator you know for the first time and it was like okay this is a big one it's a milestone episode a milestone movie um because so many of these movies we come in here and we're like oh we got positives we got negatives but you know we weren't so hot in this one this is alien mm-hmm. which we've both seen numerous times so <laughs> i'll ask the question but i feel like i know the answer tara how do you feel about alien
1: i mean i like it (laughs) i mean yeah you watch it and it's it's the reason the the genre is kind of justified to exist you know it's it's great it's it's what you want from a science fiction movie it's what you want from a horror movie sure i don't think there's anything that is has been before it or after it better designed than maybe the alien itself um
0: yeah, I, it's, I can see that
1: it's so grotesque and beautiful and um i i think it's yeah i don't i don't think there anything even comes close to the xenomorph design as far as just quality and how alien it looks you know?
0: um, we're going to talk about designs we're going to talk about everything um i think my, obviously we both love the movie right the way it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's basically perfect right. and we'll get into why <laughs> it's perfect over the course of the next probably two hours because it's alien um why so people always say that star wars is the start of modern science fiction which is actually kind of ironic when you actually look at star wars and realize that it's more of a fantasy story just happens happens to be told in a science fiction rap you know it's got a wrapper of science fiction but it's a fact but there is
1: a bit of star wars influence in alien
0: oh sure i mean hell the reason why i get made i mean i I mean i didn't re-watch it for this but the three-hour making of documentary that's on a lot of the dvd and blu-ray sets is phenomenal Uh, the beast within the making of alien the one for all four movies in that set are are all well worth watching they're all great for different reasons very really in-depth and it was basically a case of after star wars they they sent in a lot of scripts like everyone was looking for science fiction scripts because star wars was this huge hit and you know i'll I'll talk a little bit what i I happen to know from the the various making up stuff about the alien script and how different it was from the movie and so on but what what, the point i was going to get at is that star wars is often seen as the modern the start of modern science fiction because it was such a huge hit and it inspired a lot of people you know it brought star trek back star trek was I mean, yeah. there, was, there was going to be a TV it show. It gave us the motion picture. Yeah. It, yeah, it gave us the motion picture. It kind of set, set off things in, on course. Um, I mean, I arguably, like, I would say it's a false thing to say because Star Trek existed. I think Star Trek, if I am looking at the, the genre, to me, Star Trek... Is the start of modern science fiction and the way we think of science fiction. But I
1: would agree with that. But Star Star Trek has that real crisp, <laughs> clean look. Yeah. I-, I need to say something, and I- you're going to go forever. So
0: sorry. So I don't mean to hog it. Tara, <laughs> feel free to block me at any point, uh, because I know I'm going to go Star forever. Star Trek's usually
1: my my yeah. go. I go Tara.
0: Because <laughs> so, I-, I will. I will. I will talk yeah, forever. Star
1: Wars was the first one that really took science fiction seriously and made it feel like this world always existed, you know, I had that lived in feel, which I think Alien borrows from also. Yeah, I mean, it has totally different designs but it has that look and feel of yeah, it feels oh, lived yeah, in. just workers in space and everything's kind of falling apart but everything would fall apart <laughs> and there's a lot
0: of little things, I actually think Alien does it even better than Star Wars and I'll talk about why, there's just little things for example, just how like rough the landing the shuttle is on the pl- on the planet, like that it doesn't feel like an easy thing, Like they're, they're really struggling it's shaky and it's kind of a you know, it's like landing a plane where it's a little bit shaky and it's not necessarily a smooth thing, um, just little details like that but the point i was getting at though is that star wars is seen by many at least in terms of movies as the start of modern science fiction and i think the alien kind of fills in this role where only two years after star wars it came out and said it can also be dark it can be mature it can be our raid and i think to me and what i love about science fiction aliens what kind of invented my t- my favorite type of science fiction which is no, we can be dark and nasty, and we can be gritty. Because Star Wars is kind of great. It's, it's got that lived-in thing like you said. It's, it's got the lived-in, and that's, I guess, it's t- an element of grittiness to it. But it's still a very sort of uh fluffy kind of tone, right? Star Wars is like an, it's an adventure story. Um, mm. Aliens, like, no, no, no. We're not going to hold your hand. We're not here to, like, give you a happy ending and a hero that saves the day. Like, no, 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 no. This <laughs> is, like desolate you're in space because it's terrifying and you're alone the poster even says in space no one can hear you scream like it's yeah. perfect for the movie because that's kind of the point is like no 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 no. you're alone and you're screwed and there's nothing you can do about it except maybe use your wits just to get through it and that gives us the character we're going to talk a little bit later so uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> i imagine so yeah well said <laughs>
0: thank you <laughs> yes um so, yeah, uh, there's so much to, to get into. Uh, before we get to spoilers, we can talk about design, we can talk about all that stuff. Uh, so, I, I guess the first thing I want to I uh, talk about, then, in terms of the de- design and direction, I'll say, before we even get to the alien, I'll say, how, what do you think of the ship, the Nostromo design of the, the man-made ships, I guess we'll start with?
1: I guess, um, I love the interior of the Nostromo. Like, everything is always leaking <laughs> it feels very industrial it gives you a good sense of who these people are like they're just you know people that you know like people who work in factories or have blue collar jobs or i think um,
0: the words you used there that I, I i think is perfect is industrial it feels industrial through yeah. and through
1: the um the actual design of the Nostromo, like it's kind of cool, but it, it looks like a floating building. <laughs> it's got like four stacks on it, and I, I it's would... a bit confusing because it doesn't look like anything else we've ever seen.
0: Even though it's not exactly what this looks like, I always kind of looked at it like a floating oil rig. It looks kind of like a floating oil rig to me.
1: Yeah, I mean that is sort of what they're what they are, right? They're like mining, they're miners, yeah. Or something they've for got minerals.
0: Yeah, they've got resources from somewhere that they're transporting they've, back to Earth. Yeah,
1: something I don't. Know. It's a bit unclear.
0: But <laughs> it's still important. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it
1: it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's it's uh yeah. I, I do. I love all the interior stuff. I can take or leave the exterior. To be honest, I think it's fine. It's it's sure. it's very striking because it doesn't look like anything else. Like this is not the Falcon, you know. Well, it's I, not the Enterprise. I, There's I, no like propeller thing to make I, it fly through space.
0: I think that's what makes it work, though, is the. It isn't exciting. Like It's, it's not something designed to look cool. Like, if there's a complaint that you could make about a lot of science fiction is that it's always some cool shit. There's always <laughs> this cool design. Uh, and the yeah. argument that... I mean, Connor's argued this with me before that, well, that makes sense because people who build cars want them to look sexy and they want them to look as, as cool as possible. So it's realistic. Well, that's
1: because people have to buy cars, though. Yeah.
0: So yeah and, but that's a good point is that this is not a purchased you know vessel this is a, a industry right. vessel it's it,
1: it's also it, it kind of puts you in like a timeline of where when this is even though it's like some vague future but uh, there's,
0: there is a year actually i'm sure i don't know what it is on top of my head but there's a year i don't know
1: either um but it, it's also like okay this thing could not have been built like on a planet and then shot into space like it was probably built in space, so this is like—it feels like *Not Too Distant Future*, but it's actually probably pretty far in the future.
0: Yeah. Um. So, according to the early screenplay, it's apparently meant it to be twenty eighty-seven.
1: Yeah. For some reason, I that... maybe *Not Too Distant Future*.
0: Yeah, I thought it said it in the. Uh... Do the start how the
1: start
0: of the, 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 the green text comes up and it says, you know, mining vessel, crew seven, blah, blah, blah. For some reason I thought in my head that it said there, but apparently it's not said in the movies explicitly, but uh, apparently it's maybe 2087, uh, which is interesting because it, it puts it at just over 100 years for when the movie was made, you know, 110 years, give or take. Um,
1: yeah, that feels about right, though, from what you're getting in, in the, the design of the ship.
0: Yeah, like, I, I could see for, that for
1: where, you know, for where like the Apollo missions were going and where people were, you know, thought we would be by now. Yeah. In 1979, like if you kept going, like yeah, maybe we would just be mining distant worlds.
0: Yeah, I resources. never, I never realized it was set probably soon after we we're probably going to die. <laughs> it's just like, like if so bleak way of looking at it. Actually, if I remember, actually, oh wait, no, actually, I remember so yeah that sounds right actually that year sounds right and i'll tell you why because the start of prometheus not the main part of the movie but the start there's like a little uh prologue scene
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, not the other one where it's like in the ancient times and it's the engineer but like, there's a prologue scene at the start of prometheus and it comes up saying 2089 and i i remember chuckling because if i live to that year i'll be 100 because <laughs> i was born in 89 <laughs> so the fact that this is set right before then which is kind of what the the events of Prometheus supposed to take place right before actually makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I don't like that movie very much. Oh, now
0: do I? But we, we all have things I to hate, say.
1: That was the only thing about watching this movie now is that I see the <laughs> Prometheus scene <laughs> while I'm watching it and go, "Oh." Now I I have this <laughs> thing
0: where basically like anything that comes like so much later, like it's very easy to kick, like separate it in my head where it. It feels more like an expansion, like, I don't know why I quite call it fan fiction, but it kind of feels mm-hmm. that way, where it doesn't feel like it's a, Even though Aliens was just completely made up after the fact, it wasn't like Aliens was planned. James Cameron just came in and had an ID and did it, right? After Alien. But, like, for some reason, like, even though 3 and Resurrection aren't anywhere near as good, like, they still feel like part of the same set of movies to me, whereas Prometheus feels like this weird add-on that came decades later that feels like a... An optional even, even
1: resurrection I, I i saw that one in the theater and i remember thinking oh cool a new alien movie but mm. i don't know like it's still i like i don't hate resurrection i i don't think it's a bad movie yeah but it it's easy for me to separate that one also
0: oh for sure i mean three as well because like, because three is such a downer and like i i think it's and very it
1: looks so different from the
0: other movies so. yeah it's very easy to just like get to the end of aliens and go you know what in my head that's the end of canon yeah that's the happy ending we can just move on for the lives
1: yeah uh, and I, I don't hate three or four but it's they do feel yeah, like too. i don't know like straight to dvd movies or something the, the problem is me. though is
0: the alien and aliens are like two masterpieces so anything that came after like there was yeah. no there was no way it was going to be a hat trick there was no way it was impossible
1: yeah
0: the, the deck was st- you know the, the, the deck was stacked i'm trying to say uh against whoever it was and it really was against Finch because Finch is obviously a good director but here we're not here to talk about alien 3 we're here to talk about alien
1: we will eventually yeah come back in
0: two years two years uh, so <laughs> <laughs> alien uh so yeah the designs i i really like the the interiors as well i i like the exterior well enough uh I, it's the industrial nature all the chains hanging the water dripping all mm-hmm. that stuff um I I like that it does like the engineering deck
1: so much
0: condensation um, (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Uh, the engineering section I love that it is this dark like it feels like they're at the bottom of like a I don't know like an actual ship it feels like they're in the the, the pit of like a a ship with all the where there's very little light like sure the the main decks are all these brightly lit white hallways but it's sort of big it almost looks padded like like walls Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part but then you go into where the you know where uh, the other characters are working where Parker and uh, what's his face? Uh, Parker and Brett are working, and it feels like oh no, down here it feels like the engineering deck. And this feels like you know, and I'm not critiquing Star Trek here, but you know, in Star Trek even the engineering section looks very clean and very like yeah. you know, uh, and that's a choice. But I love it, and this is not. I love it, and this is not. It still feels like a gritty, grimy, like yeah. cogs and shit and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it also
1: feels like the difference between like being on a like a military ship where everybody's job is to keep everything meticulous and clean and neat versus being on an oil rig or yeah. being on i don't know a civilian chip the, <laughs> the, know, yeah, the rules are a bit lax
0: there's no discipline yeah like because i mean brett and parker are constantly like bickering and saying they want paid more and they you know quite quick yeah for the whip. Yeah.
1: yeah they feel a bit like the enlisted versus officers i guess but also they just they just feel like civilians who aren't, who are maybe being underpaid a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's difficult going for that, and it's uh, it's good stuff. And then the design of the alien stuff, you know, the alien ship with the big cannon mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, I guess this is the start of. I have to warn everyone here: there will be a lot of talk in this episode of. uh
1: bits
0: <laughs> Yes, uh, if if you're if you're uncomfortable with uh, the the. The fruit and veg, as it were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: then this movie is for you. You will feel uncomfortable the entire time.
0: I think there's a because I remember. I always remember thinking the cannon look like a big dick, right? I always remember thinking that. But because <laughs> because obviously the first time I watched this, I was younger than I probably should have been, right? But I remember. Yeah, you don't really think about that stuff. Yeah, but I remember like watching. It, I think probably for the first time in like DVD because I got the the quadrilogy box set in two thousand three. Uh, mm-hmm. Which had the, the, all the 3 were making-of documentaries and stuff, which were later ported to the Blu-ray. But I remember getting that and watching all the all the movies in that set. And I think it was in that time, so I was about about fourteen when I got that. And a I remember very
1: important year.
0: Yes, and I remember watching <laughs> Alien, and there was a realization as they were walking through, you know, they're, they're in their spaces and they're walking through the big sort yeah. of tunnels in the ship, and they walk out the end of it, and I go, "That's a vagina." <laughs> <laughs>
1: That this whole op- ship is just layered
0: with <laughs> vaginas. That's a goddamn vagina. How did I, I never notice that before? Uh, probably because when I watched it for the first time when I was ten, I didn't know what a vagina looked like. I mean, it's really quite simple. But like, it's really. I was like, "Whoa, this is weird. What's going on?" um But everything is like, like everything in the design, the the way, like. Like even if we're not talking about phallic parts, like even the the way that the the walls are lined with like it almost feels like the inner of a ribcage, where there's all these like lines, sort of like going up, all these mm-hmm. ridges. Everything yeah, feels like it's it
1: feels very organic. Like every nothing feels, I don't, or it's like a combination of, of like, something that's alive and something that is man-made in a way, or made by something, something mm-hmm. industrial but it is like does make you a bit uncomfortable like everything looks like a sexual organ
0: <laughs> uh, yeah all of it it's really quick but especially even like the the face hugger like i suppose we're shifting to the creature design now but the face hugger when you see like the the, the bottom of the face hugger when they're examining it it's like yeah there's like some clear mm-hmm. it's like a gross vagina like sort of like on it like well <sighs>
1: it's just it's very fleshy yeah very fleshy out of like um, like oysters and
0: other yeah.
1: parts of like sea creatures i, and stuff I like. have
0: to say the uh the the effects work of building that it looks very good like it looks like it a does. living thing yeah so
1: and um, i think it looks different than the one in aliens
0: yeah well actually stan yeah. winston what, came in and sort of redid it a little bit
1: yeah but i think they they both are equally like very overtly, like that's vagina. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> the one in Alien has the little thing that against the glass that makes it a bit more. Uh, the one in Aliens, I mean.
0: Yeah. It, well. Yeah. That makes it feel a bit more penetrative.
1: That's trying to like go.
0: Yeah, uh, that makes it a bit more penetrative. So it has this. It's almost like a combination of like the end of it's like at the tip is like a vagina but it's like stretching out and trying to penetrate you like a penis so it's like not that most penises do that on their own but like you know that's kind of the what it's doing right because because essentially when you think about what a face does it's essentially raping it's, its host yeah it's impregnating it's you know it's, it's kind of a form of rape but you don't really think of it that way because you, you just think of the the monstrous horror of it but that's essentially what's happening um, yeah
1: and I, I understand why it makes you know why there's I think it's more uncomfortable for men than it is for women to watch believe it or not because of this reason because it's not something that men really think about but it's something women think about you know not all the time but you know sometimes we're just put in positions where we're like oh I got to be careful Mm. and this movie is like putting men in that position yeah well uh, at least is gen- gender neutral <laughs> well well
0: that's the thing like uh horror movies because this is equally a horror movie right I think that's very clear yeah. uh the first one is certainly uh, horror movies typically will often have a, a lead female character rather than a male character because typically I, you know for the right or wrong reasons they're seen as more vulnerable and therefore you can sympathize mm-hmm. with them more you want to root for them more and it makes the bad guy scarier but alternatively, the argument is also, yeah, but if you have, because the whole idea of Predator, and we'll talk about that someday as well, but the whole idea of predators, is it's a slasher movie, but instead of having a teenage girl run from the Predator, it's a team of the biggest, baddest, toughest assholes yeah, you've ever most seen. most
1: macho men yeah. you can ever think of.
0: Yeah. And that, in theory, <laughs> should make it even scarier. Now, I don't actually think it works... Quite that way in Predator. Predator is amazing. Don't get me wrong; I'm not dissing Predator, but I don't necessarily think it makes me scared in that movie. It just makes it more of a fun action villain than it does make me scared as a horror villain. Whereas mm-hmm. I think here what you're saying is kind of right. I think the the idea of like Kane essentially being molested by this alien entity uh, and
1: impregnated,
0: yeah, is creepy. It, it's creepy. It's creeping away because it's not something. Because even even in Predator, like okay. Like, this thing can beat the shit out of Arnold, but Arnold still may have a chance of punching back, right? He may still be able to mm-hmm. physically fight back. You can't physically fight back against this thing once it's impregnated It's in there. It's, you can't get to it. It's, it's inside you. It's, it's violated you already. You can't, you can't get yeah. out. It's all these things. <laughs> and in fact, one of the big stories of the script um, is that the original script uh, by... Uh, uh, oh, God. I forget his name. O'Donnell? Uh, yeah, O'Bannon, Dan O'Bannon, and uh, O'Bannon. S- Dan O'Bannon, and Ronald Suchet, who wrote the original script, is that the original script was terrible, right? If you watch the, the, the make it off stuff, is that the original script is garbage, it's like all the characters have like, uh, Zathor is one character or something no i'm just making that up but it was all these sci-fi names and it was filled <laughs> with sci-fi gobbledygook where they kept talking about um like every device had a unique name and everything had its own sci-fi name and it was like um, a nightmare to it's read kind of,
1: it's kind of star tricky
0: but no but worse <laughs> like the, the, the worst possible fanboy like filling it up with his own language nonsense you've ever heard of oh, right I see. right okay. it was it's the complete opposite of what's yeah, alien <laughs> <laughs> it's the complete opposite of what alien actually is which is all these natural everyday characters in this situation right but mm-hmm. basically the producer or whoever like you know was saying all this terrible script terrible 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 but he made like this other producer read that. i can't remember the names in this situation but there's one guy at fox made this other producer read it's like read no keep reading it's like get to page 162 or whatever it is and he's like why just just trust me get to page 162 page 162 is a chess buster that 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 moment alone is what convinced them this needed to happen in some fashion and the strip needed to be you know coerced and like molded into something better but this is like no we need to do this because of this scene it was this scene that convinced them so the idea of this horror and this like oh this brutal like that you know, we'll, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the scene itself and make you know we we'll go work through the movie but beautiful disgusting violating everything about it is violation the entire life cycle of the alien and we talk about the facehugger and the crab legs and the vagina and all that. And then you've got penis head, which is the main Xenomorph alien, right? You've got the, the big thing, and even, not only is the head like a penis, then the mouth that comes out is like another penis. It's like a you know? <laughs> Everything about with it. With teeth. With teeth, yes. <laughs> um, I, I have to wonder, you know, the people who made that horror movie Teeth about the woman with the, the teeth in her vagina, I wonder if they were watching Alien and said, that's a dick with a, with, with teeth. I've got an idea. (laughs) Was it the opposite? I've seen that movie. Was it the opposite (laughs) movie? But no, uh, really, uh, the design is great, and obviously the suit didn't look that great, so it's shot in shadows. You know, Ridley Scott makes a point of not showing too much of it. And right, there,
1: there is one scene where you can see a bit more of it, and it's not my favorite. Like, it's a good, it's a good scene. Okay, it actually, like, it is a decent jump scare when it happens, but like. Every time I look at it now, I'm like, eh, I don't
0: like the hands. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I, I like that moment you're talking about. Those, the only moment that I am taking out of the movie a little bit, because I can see how kind of, like, goofy the suit looks, is more right at the end. There's a couple of shots towards the end. Mm,
1: okay.
0: uh, where I'll just say it's spinning.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, okay.
0: I, I can see the goofiness a little bit in that, but, like, you know at that point i'm so invested it doesn't matter like I'm, you've already got me hoot line and sinker like yeah you know at that point you don't have to win me over anymore but it's so, everything else is so beautiful and a in the most disgusting way everything feels real and like you say so wonderful stuff uh yeah I, I can't say good things
1: it, i love the design of the the alien ship and how like yes yeah, sexual it is and it looks like a floating carcass that's made of metal, <laughs> but in, in contrast to how <laughs> industrial the Nostromo is too. Like when the astronauts, I call them astronauts, but cause they're in their suits yeah. <laughs> when they do enter the ship, it, it is clear that this is something we don't understand. Like it is truly alien. Yeah. And I don't think anything has ever come close to the designs from this film. No, like I, people I agree. maybe are trying um like captive state but <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have to get your digging you have to get your digging at captive state
1: i think i think maybe like the predator face is a is a pretty great design the mm-hmm. rest of the predator is basically human but uh, it's okay like terminator is a really cool design but he's also just an ex or a skeleton made of metal <laughs> oh, but to,
0: to, to be fair terminator though he's not supposed to be alien he's supposed to be based on humans
1: I just mean like that di- yeah. design, like a cool sure. creature design, you know. Yeah, I don't think anything's really come close to to what we get here. I mean, maybe just the alien queen mm-hmm. in the next movie. Spoiler. but <laughs> 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 we a new version of the alien and she's yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: But, um, yeah. No, that's, good stuff. that's about it. Um, What was I going to say? I forgot. Don't mind. <laughs> um, yeah so the zay stuff is, is is wonderful uh music is great jerry goldsmith uh it's a very subtle score actually that i i have appreciated more i think that the older i've gotten the more i've watched the movie i think i appreciate it more uh as as i've you know as, as i've had time with it and really sort of pay attention to the notes the the blu-ray actually has like an isolated score track on it uh, which I might one day actually sit down and finally just, oh, you know what, I'm just going to sit down and watch it without the dialogue, without the sound effects.
1: Do you like the end credits song? Uh, it's a bit more hopeful. I don't know if I like it.
0: I guess, yeah, I had really thought about it.
1: <laughs> I always thought the end credits song was a bit weird, but... I mean, it's, it's more of like a romantic theme, almost, and like... I guess, yeah. Uh, like, we've... I guess it's it's just the whole like we've gone through this journey and it's it's over we can finally relax and it goes kind of a sweet score but I don't know I, I've always thought it was a bit strange <laughs> oh, that's fair. but I like I like the score like the scores fine I like the opening theme a lot
0: yeah uh, so no music's great uh, directions, like, honestly, like Ridley Scott, is, you know, he's made some duds in his time. He has, I mean, th- some of them in the same franchise. Yeah,
1: he's a real coin flip of a director.
0: But see, when you give that man a good script, or even in this case, a simple script, arguably, uh, he will go and make it look the best thing ever. He will go and make it look like stunning visually, like from start to finish. And I think that's what he achieves here: is that this movie looks phenomenal. Yeah. And I've often said that uh, you know, like this is essentially a B movie, but it doesn't feel like a B movie because it's treated with the respect by someone who decided, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to treat this like it's the biggest thing ever. I'm going to, I'm going to put the effort into this like I'm making like the biggest Oscar contender I've ever done. And you know, it like it's the visuals that does that. It's, it's, it's that that sort of care of detail, the designs, all that stuff that accomplishes that. And then you have the cast who. And let's face it: the characters in the movie aren't, for the most part, that deep or interesting. They're they're kind of simple. They they fall into their you know what what roles they need to play. And I think it's a testament to the actors that they're you know they, they just play them like natural characters, so that they feel like real people. Mm-hmm. It's not like you get because like you get almost no backstory on any of them.
1: No, I mean the characters in the sequel feel more like. Okay, and this person's that guy, and then we have this guy. Like they all hmm. fall into their little tropey. But these guys all feel like they are, I don't know, like we all know these people, and they yeah.
0: There's moments, are... there's moments in the film where they're kind of talking over each other. And you don't even really get to hear what they say. They kind of like just sort of like yammer yeah. on at each other. Uh, and it's... Yeah, they
1: they all feel like people who are just coworkers, and you know, all have some kind of relationship. Uh, they love and hate each other because they live on a ship together. And, and it's, work
0: together. And it's it's changing that for aliens. That's actually one of the things that aliens is really smart. Is that it, you know it, it changes it up. And it's like no no. This time we have a team going in that know what's happening or are expecting something. So we're not going in with with coworkers. We're going in with movie characters, kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's a really neat, neat idea. Um. So yeah. You don't
1: really get the idea that um. You know, Sigourney Weaver is the star right away. Like It, it does feel like an yeah. ensemble film.
0: No, nah, the the, honestly, because uh, I'm pretty sure I said this, but I talked to Cara about it a few years ago. But in most horror movies, when there's like a final girl, uh, mm-hmm. do you know who that is within the first five minutes? You can tell. Yeah. Right. Very rarely is it. Are you are you surprised at who the the last person standing is? In any alien, right? There is no hint who it's going to be.
1: No, I mean, I guess you're sort of rooting for Dallas in the beginning, the the captain. Mm-hmm and because he seems pretty likable and grounded and for the most part and like you're rooting for him and uh the other female that's on the ship like she seems more like the horror movie trope female just because her reactions to things are very emotional like she's scared all the time she has the most extreme reactions
0: and the sad part is is that you know ripley's often seen as one of these like you know bastions of like a strong female central character Mm -hmm. in a time when there wasn't many options for that and I don't know if you're aware of this, but that role was not meant to be a woman at first.
1: I heard it was written to be in a way that it could have been either. Mm. Which uh, once you know it, turns out is a great way to write women.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something to be said there that if you actually just write a character, especially like don't get me <laughs> wrong, obviously there's certain roles where okay, the essence of the character arc is 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 defined by their gender, right? Yeah. So and it's the you know, same same with any other factor, like you know, most characters, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, white or black or Asian or whatever, but sometimes it's is specific because the is about their experience in that, yeah. you know, world, right? Uh, of course. But you're right, that a lot of characters, like, a lot of characters that we just, like, assume that you write a normal character, certainly in this time period, that all the normal characters are written as men, and then the only characters that are women are the ones that are written specifically to be women characters. And mm-hmm. that's why you have the issue. And obviously the fact that most of the writers were also men. Also adds to that, obviously, as well. Uh, but, yes. But, no, so, it's it's just funny to me that, like, we could have very easily been in a situation where one of the the key characters we hold up from that era as a, as a you know, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that at the Oscars this year, or last year, or whatever this happened, uh, she came out with uh, uh, Brie Larson and Gal Gadot. Like, it was, like, the two superheroes from, like, present day in Sigourney Weaver. Like, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah she was the yeah, superhero obviously. you know she, she <laughs> like if anything like linda hamilton should be on stage as well but that's fine you know Alex, like she that's wasn't okay. available right <laughs> but again, it like it totally makes sense um, she was
1: filming dark fate
0: <laughs> yeah she was too busy making an okay movie uh, <laughs> i try not to yeah, make right. I, I try not to say that with too much salt because i actually liked parts of that movie it just you know it wasn't like, me too me too the world didn't need it as i guess what i'm saying yeah,
1: it was um satisfactory.
0: Yes, it's fine that it exists, but it didn't need to exist. Not really. Yeah. Uh,
1: Maybe we should just let it die.
0: <laughs> uh, that could go for every franchise that refuses to go away. <laughs> Alien included, to be honest. At this point. Uh, so. Yeah.
1: Are they making it another one? Uh, I don't
0: think it was it's anything. That was kind of a hit, right? No, it wasn't. The opposite. Oh, I thought, I thought it did alright. It made less than Prometheus did, I think. So...
1: <sighs> I hate Prometheus.
0: <laughs> oh, that'll be a salty one. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, cast is great. Obviously, we mentioned Scotty Weaver. Uh, Tom Skerritt is Dallas. Uh, good. Veronica Cartwright is Lambert. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton is a favourite, uh, who pops up on a lot of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, he passed away just re- uh, last year, I think it was, yeah. now. Uh, at 90 years old. Because uh, because me and Connor had been doing Twin Peaks, and he was in that new season in 2017, you know, and he's late eighties, so I was like, man, he must get picking up there on the age. So, yeah, uh, Ian Holm is as Ash, uh, John Hurt is Kane. A bit of uh, <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> if you want to make a, a joke about Ian Holm, I will accept a reference to his Fifth Element character. The priest. Yeah, he's kind of funny in that movie, though he's likable. I don't
1: know his name in that movie.
0: Not I remember him doing the cross the sign cross a lot on his shoulders as he's getting scared by these big alien dudes. Yeah. um, uh, And trying to convince Bruce Willis to, to help him. Anyway, we'll talk about that movie someday. Uh, so, and then you got uh, Yefet Koto as Parker uh, and that's the main cast. Uh, and Jonesy. And of course Jonesy, yes. Uh, the Kit Kat. Who, who of course must be saved at all costs. Which, by the way yeah
1: Uh, did you did you say that um john hurt was in the movie too yes he's ken you said his name okay
0: i probably talked over it yeah
1: (laughs) yeah because he we lost him too recently
0: yeah yeah in fact amusingly when me and connor talked about this movie it was right before and john hurt passed away a few weeks later and then it was a few weeks after aliens that bill paxton passed away and we said we have to stop doing alien movies because we're we're killing the cast like we're yeah, off them
1: according to weaver must be saved
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes so you know it's obviously it's real shame uh great cast I, I think casting such a you know a, a talented you know team was was a yeah. big deal uh, and I, I went a long way to making this feel like it wasn't a silly b monster movie uh yeah. so no good stuff uh so yeah i think we gotta plug it to the spoilers now I, I think it's time to sort of go through the movie favorite moments and how they handle certain things and, and whatnot uh and i'm sure it'll lead to conversations about why it all works so well uh but we'll start uh, i'll thank our patron producers before we go any further though thank you to david short alison m 4 cindy paliseos and tyler hess uh these guys are all twenty dollars or more on patreon.com slash tv which tara will tell you about right now
1: yeah if you like our channel and you want to support it go check out the patreon page and um, if you donate as little as one dollar you'll get bonus episodes of the ace so you can check out what we think of the trancers saga that we are working through currently follow along with us um (laughs) you're gonna laugh every time i call it a saga
0: Uh, not only that it's the fact that because you say it every time that's the one you always remember to like promote and there's like several other episodes at this point you could be, you'd be like, oh, we okay, did Free yes. Jack, there's we did Time a, Cop.
1: Yeah, Free Jack was pretty fun. Time Cop, of course. I always promote Time Cop and Judge Dredd because those are big ones. Yes. Um, before we realize what the caliber of the bonus movie <laughs> should probably be. <laughs> so, yeah, go uh, check it out. Check out the back catalog. Yeah. We've been doing this a year, so, you know, just yeah. a few to pick from.
0: And of course, at the $5 tier, you get to vote on an episode once per month, and you get the episodes a day early, so Mm -hmm. go have a look. Uh, As well as content for other Fuzz TV shows, so yeah, uh, but let's go full spoilers then for Alien, should it concern anyone. So we shall begin at the 20th Century Fox logo, (laughs) Domkin. We shall begin. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we have to mention the, uh, because it's got a pretty iconic way the title comes up, right? The the slow fade of each part of the letters. Yeah. you know it's very distinct and even that's quite a beautiful mm. shot of like just the, i mean i assume it's a painting of the, the space with the just that orange glow of like the, the one planet kind of giving it a bit mm-hmm. of light uh, it's really pretty it's really pretty uh but essentially the way it really starts is after the the text sort of saying what the mission is or what the, what the ship is is the uh it's just the the, the way it, like it spends its time going around the ship with no one there showing the the helmets, showing the, the computer turned on seeing that okay we can see there's evidence of life like the people have been here but there's no one here now like you know it's the the, the, mm-hmm. the dining table in the kitchen area the all the various things until eventually we get the slow kind of the the pods of the the cryo sleep opening and them getting out kind of i think it's john hart gets out first and kind of stumbles out and before it, it i think it's really effective from a sound design perspective because it's so quiet and then it kind of, yeah. it kind of fades to them like around the table like having breakfast and just like they they're all very loud and they're, they're, it's like all of a sudden there's so much all this life happening uh and the cat jumping around and whatever else there's so much going on. Yeah,
1: you know, I have never really noticed Jonesy in this first scene until
0: this watch for some reason. Really? Hmm.
1: Which is odd because why wouldn't I think like how did the space cat get on board the ship? <laughs> like obviously he had to be there, but I've never noticed him until this one. This
0: feeling. I don't think, maybe it's there if you're really looking for it, but I've never noticed like where Jonesy, like is he in one of the pods with someone else at the start or does he yeah, have his own, or does he have his own little pods? living off
1: his of space rats.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm thinking, does he have his own little pod? Did they have like a little oh. pet pod or is he in, because obviously at the end of the movie, he's, he's, he's in the same pod as, as Sigourney Weaver, you know, he, uh, but yeah, I mean yeah, spoilers, so I can see. I can see. I mean, it was obvious Ripley's the one who's going to survive. She's Ripley, but <laughs> uh, but. And Jonesy. Yes, and Jonesy. Yeah, there's two survivors. Damn it! It's not. There's not one survivor an alien. There's two. The cat counts. <laughs> the cat counts. Uh, so oh, oh. Shit. Yeah. So of course, and I, I love that they're getting breakfast, and it's not until after they've had some food that the that, uh, that Dallas is like, "Okay, let me go and check." like why we're awake like what's going on and yeah
1: the man needs his morning coffee also
0: yeah before he
1: can start his day
0: because <laughs> he goes to mother uh and they get because because they, they go to the, the the bridge or whatever you want to call it and they, they check where they are it's like is this is a little like our solar system i don't see <laughs> earth anywhere like what's going on uh dallas is like okay now there's like a there's a signal coming up um and there's a there's so much world building here it's one of the things that i really love is uh uh, Brett and because we hear Brett and Parker like what are you like, you know, talk about the bonus situation and yada, yada yada, they want more money. And when Dallas says, oh, they have to like go down and check this, and you know, it could be like a rescue, you know, it's in the, in the company's kind of like, you know, rules. It's like, hey, no, I mean, I, I don't want to do it. I mean, this is not our job description, you know. I mean, we'll go down for more money. And I think Asher comes in and says, "Well, no, it's under the, you know, it, it quotes them in the book, you know." It's like, hey, under subsection C 42 two, whatever. And mm-hmm. Like, you know, or you get nothing. Or you get nothing. <laughs> this this will this will void your entire contract if you refuse to do this. And then immediately, like I think Parker's like, "Yeah, hey, we're we'll go, we going down, we're we'll going down, all right." <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it changes his tune immediately.
1: They're so funny, the two of them. I like that there there are m- multiple instances where they're trying to make it seem like they do way more work than they actually do.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz later on when the everything's broken and they're and they're stuck in the planet with the shuttle, it's like okay, how how, how much is it going to take to to you know sort of uh, repair the shuttle? And mm. like one of them says, "Uh oh, it's going to take at least 17, 17 hours." And then I think it's, it's Parker like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he, like all, he like doubles it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's that when ripley's coming down and there's all this steam everywhere yeah. and she's like okay we'll just get it done and then she leaves and he immediately turns the steam off it's like oh it was all set up to make it look like things are way more broken oh <laughs>
0: uh, i love it So it's, it's just good the little character building but then the characters aren't that deep they, they spend a lot of time just making them feel real with little things like that uh yeah uh you know like and one of the things i love as well is that You know, Ash quoting the book and like what the rules are about the money and, uh, you know, answering these calls. I love that this movie, very kind of like, in very subtle ways, builds up the mystique of whatever this company is. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know... Like, I, I'm sure that the, the name Will and is probably in the movie, but it's, it's not uttered that much until the second one, right? So it's not, like, that memorable. But you get this sense of the yeah. evil company who sends them down there for this, knowing that they're going into something semi-dangerous. And, you obviously we get to it later in the movie, exactly how much they know, uh, and how much Ash knows. But, like, you get this real sense without ever seeing any of the company, like, what they're like, and just the... I don't know I like like that it never cuts back to a headquarters like it'd be so easy to put in like a a subplot in this movie where there's like like a boardroom of like and Jutani executives like have we heard back from uh, our operative on board no we haven't
1: yeah what was that alien knockoff that we watched Leviathan
0: oh Leviathan yeah
1: yeah with the with that woman who represented the company that's right
0: yeah the sexy business lady who is like (laughs) ominously like saying oh the rescue is coming in two days
1: mrs (laughs) way (laughs) Nutani
0: yeah that's basically it. uh and again it's something that aliens expands upon but it's just i love how it interests all that stuff uh so sure enough they go down and uh, obviously the main ship doesn't go down it's they've got like a smaller craft that they take down to land on the planet uh, they have a bumpy landing though, which is what breaks everything and why. But so like, okay. So while they're fixing stuff, we might as well go send it a search party, like the, the. Uh, and again, the realism here, where like they actually have to analyze the atmosphere. Okay, you know, can we walk out there? Not really. No. Uh, you know, we need suits, but the pressure's okay. We can still walk out in suits. Blah blah blah. Um and it's uh you know obviously it's it's kane because obviously he's the one that gets affected. uh we go dallas and it's uh, lambert it's those three are going out uh, a bit of trivia here is that to make some of the alien stuff look bigger because the sets weren't actually that big they had kids in suits mm. to make <laughs> to make the cannon look bigger it was kids
1: yeah i think i've heard that
0: yeah at least was one it
1: like really scott's kids
0: at least one of them was really scott's kids. i don't know if all three were but at least one of them was yeah uh <laughs> really neat trick. <laughs> uh, yeah, it works. Yeah, I, I I love the visual of the uh, like the like their video feed kind of like distorting. It's like old VHS tape. Obviously, that feels a bit. Obviously, there's a bit of a retro future thing. There, it wasn't intended at the time, obviously, but now because we've went past a lot of this technology, all the buttons feel old and things like that. But yeah. I dig it. I dig it. It's it's one of the, actually one of the things that I uh t- I'll just put this complaint about Prometheus out right now. I hate that they didn't like like match the tech. I hate that they- everything's so hologram and slick and like screw you. Like one of the I things know. that's what-
1: just the problem with science fiction movies now is because technology has advanced so much. But, I mean, like look how we're communicating; like it's so clear. I know, but that you can't just make something look. <sighs> old future but i miss that tactile i like yeah, the just, sound of the buttons being clicked on and switched on and
0: well, one, of, one of my the, one of the best things that they did with alien isolation the video game is that they didn't update anything they know we're going no. to match alien we're going to do the technology that's and in alien terrifying. and it's wonderful <laughs> right and the, the the art design in that game is one of my favorite things about that game i love how it really feels like you're walking around a ship in the alien universe it feels it it's really, on the
1: switch now i'm tempted
0: it, oh i bet it was a crap on the switch
1: <laughs> oh it's not like i mean what, did, wasn't it out on the playstation 3
0: i mean it was but i mean i never I never saw that version i saw the pc version
1: oh i think it'll be okay on the switch
0: <laughs> i mean mercury i don't know
1: doom looks good on it not as good
0: but it looks good i'll tell you a word for it <laughs> i'll tell you word for it I'm, <laughs> I, I ain't doing it i ain't doing it uh if I ever get a switch, and that's a big F, I'll stick to Hey,
1: I can take alien isolation so, so. to go. That's kinda cool.
0: Oh yeah, because sitting in your car at the side of like a, a fast food place is the perfect atmosphere for a little bit of alien i know <laughs> my life so well. <laughs> <laughs> alien isolation, you want to be in a dark room, the big screen, surround sound or good headphones, whatever one works for you better. Like
1: Well if it comes to Stadia, I'm I'll,
0: I'll get it you want it to be uh it actually just got added to game pass so if you have a pc or an xbox one uh, you can get it on game I pass don't. for free Oh, you don't i'm saying but i'm saying the people uh it's there um i, I mean i've had it for ages on steam but you know uh, whatever so um,
1: endorsement from both of us even though neither of us have finished it well i finished it no you didn't yeah i did you said it was too scary
0: I didn't know I finished I finished How dare you. This is filthy lies. This is filthy lies to make me look like a lesser should You told being. me you
1: never finished it because you got too scared.
0: Your anxiety was too high. Luckily I streamed my playthrough of it, so there was witnesses to my India. completion. <laughs> there's a there was a great moment actually uh of me uh like reading a file because you go you got computers in the game to read files there's a great moment of me on my first playthrough of uh mm. and you can't find this unfortunately anymore uh online uh but uh there's a great moment of That's me convenient. i was on, i was on the computer like uh looking at a file and i came out of it and it doesn't pause the game when you're reading files the game's still happening around it I came out of the file and the alien was right there but it didn't quite see me so I I just crouched under the desk but my face the entire time was like I was I was yeah it was a very (laughs) tense game it was a very tense experience playing through Alien Isolation okay very effective
1: I want to play it for my parents I want them (laughs) to watch it for some reason
0: yeah uh, really be so tense (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's got a, it's got a rough patch early on where it actually feels a bit too hard. But once you get some more devices that help you fight back a little bit, it feels a lot better. Like once you got the mm. flamethrower and you can so cuz early on in the game if the alien finds you it's instant death. You're just done. And it's a bit frustrating. Yeah. Later on you can sort of like sort of, you know, wish it with the flamethrower and it's like okay, I bought myself a, a minute. <laughs> like I can I can go do stuff. All right. Uh, so yes, alien though, they're on the planet. Uh and they're sneaking in to the 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 ship. And there's, there's a bit of a journey there. And, you know, Ash is watching on the, the video tape being kind of wonky and the signal kind of getting out. Uh, but they get there and they, we get to the big cannon. And I think, I don't let Prometheus influence me here. For me, the mystery still works when they go in there of like, what the hell is this? You know, where is it from? Yeah, and,
1: it's not human. Uh, and it has, something has burst in through it.
0: And as, At much, some point. and as much as uh, I don't like Prometheus, I do like the idea that whatever this is, the alien, because it's clearly a different species was driving the ship. Like, whoever was in that space mm-hmm. suit, that was not a xenomorph. That was not their species. I do like the idea that the, the xenomorph is a weapon of mass destruction. It's a biological weapon of mass destruction of some kind. I do like that idea. Uh, mm-hmm. and-
1: I, I like the idea that this is just an earlier version of the Nostromo, that somebody accidentally... Got a parasite of an alien and it attacked them to the point oh, where sure, they okay. had to crash. I, 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 and,
0: I get that. Yeah.
1: And yeah, the last survivor had something burst out of its chest.
0: Yeah, so you're just saying that's this ship, likewise, this species that we've not discovered yet found an alien. Yeah. And yeah. It, this was the, the result. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm
1: i don't need it to be designed to be the perfect weapon like it's just an invasive species in my mind
0: oh no i I don't need it to be designed either i I, i'm not saying that necessarily uh just that whoever was transporting it (laughs) whoever was transporting it was using it as a weapon like it was going to be Mm. used as a weapon uh there's a great bit of fan fiction that i've forgotten entirely but uh it was that the alien was designed to fight the thing uh which was, mm. it, was a, it was a great idea it was like yeah because the thing the way it mutates like the alien because it's life cycle with combat i don't know it was a really good it was someone wrote this great nerdy like explanation yeah. as to why it was designed to fight the thing and i thought that's a great idea <laughs> but um but yeah so i love the atmosphere i love the, la- the 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 there's a very unnatural layer of mist in the the the, the room with the mm-hmm. eggs where it feels like, it feels like, there's like a top to it you can almost see the layer above it, where it's like this is where it stops, and it it's, yeah. it's unnatural. Yeah.
1: You know, right, uh, right. It stopped with light.
0: Like. Yeah, <laughs> and all that yeah, is it's very cool. And it's just a trick of light. That's all it is. It's like it's like a sort of laser, sort of light that's gone over the the the, the, the mist mm-hmm. machine or whatever. Right. It's very simple as an effect, but it looks really weird and otherworldly. Yeah, it does. Uh, and it really was it, one of my favorite things about the eggs. we never talked about the design of the eggs. I love the way the flaps open. Mm. <laughs> he, he, even the flaps look kinda like.
1: oh it's very much a vagina
0: yeah they're very vaginal <laughs> that's an awful just, word
1: yeah I, <laughs> it senses heat and it opens up
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's just the way it kind of like again it doesn't feel like a mechanism in like a, a built way it generally feels organic the way it kind of flaps I
1: think the the design and the look of the egg is probably the thing that holds up the best in these creature designs. Like, the the creature looks cool, but there are points where it Mm. looks a little bit like a man in a suit. But the egg, like, you get to see something inside moving Mm -hmm. in it, and the way it's lit from the back. And then... And it opens up, and it looks like just two, like, turkey breasts or something on it. Like, it's
0: so gross. But it's moving, it's pulsating inside when you look in the top. Yeah, all of it looks... phenomenal it it looks it it, it looks so
1: gross and otherworldly and like real you know it looks very real
0: like there's a couple of moments we said where you know you can see it's sort of guy in a suit or looks a bit goofier you know just and it's it's just literally one or two moments it's not a lot it's 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 real yeah yeah. but like that is the only thing where you can say okay i can i can see it being better like you know with some trickery now right Uh, i wouldn't change the rest of it i would just you know fix i mean i'm not saying they should do this to this movie i'm just saying if it was made now the, the, but the if egg that
1: part would have been cgi <laughs> yeah
0: but the, 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 the point i'm ultimately making here is that i can't envision in any way to improve this the egg
1: no the egg is perfect, it's perfect. it holds up
0: so well there's, there's nothing yeah. it's perfect there's no way to improve it mm-hmm. uh as a point i was trying to make whereas you know those one or two goofy moments with the suit okay there's a technical kind of improvement to be made in theory right
1: Well, just if you made it look a little less like human hands or a human man in a suit. But for the most part, yeah, the alien design also is, I think, amazing and perfect. Um, But I think the egg is, it is otherworldly, but it is familiar looking. Like it looks like something that, you know, maybe exists here on a microscopic level, but (laughs) it's been enlarged to the point where it's like, it's kind of familiar enough, Uh but. You know what you're looking at. It looks almost insectoid, or uh, it looks so. It looks so real, and the movement inside is so real.
0: And the pacing of this stuff, by the way, all the build up to this moment where the the facehugger actually lunges at him, mm-hmm. uh, is wonderful. Like, they are they, walking through the ship, the the, the you know the the cannon, the 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 room at the exit, like, because because he has to descend into it, he has to like sort of you know rappel mm-hmm. down. All of that is. Is wonderful like, yeah
1: i love the actual shot of it it's such a wide shot too yeah. a wide shot that you stay on for a while so you can really soak in like what the ship looks like yeah and you can see the different under the mist you can see just all these little egg sacks
0: everywhere and, and by the way because obviously the back of that is a painting right obviously there's a little bit that's real and the rest of it's a painting mm-hmm. it holds up that painting that matte painting for that ship yeah it holds up really well it looks wonderful uh so so I, this, is, this is a moment that I really, like, on repeat viewings over the years, I've really come to, like, sort of single out as, like, a moment, right, that I think's worth mentioning. <laughs> and that's that when they come back with Kane to the ship, Rebley says, no, mm-hmm. we can't let you in with him. That's against quarantine rules. And, I mean, maybe that's timely right now as well, because, you know, the virus and everything, I'm, I'm, I'm doubly <laughs> thinking about it, right? But, you know, that, that basically what happens in this scene is that Dallas and Lambert do not want to respect social distancing, right? <laughs> and they're like, no, let us <laughs> in, right? And obviously, it, it makes sense actually later, obviously, when we find out the secret with Ash, why he does this, but Ash just ignores her and, you know, lets them in anyway. But there is something beautiful about this, where the character who does survive... If they'd listened to her, when if they'd followed the rules when she said no, follow this rule, none of this would have happened. They'd all be fine.
1: Yeah. Well, except for
0: Except for obviously Kane. Yeah, he's already done. He's a goner. He's a goner. But (laughs) but what what, what what's beautiful about it though is that it's also like I don't think you hate the other characters, though, for wanting to do it, because you understand why they're desperate to just let them in. They want to save them.
1: Right. If you were the person yeah. in that situation, you would want them to break the rules to let you in.
0: Like, Ripley's right in what she's saying, and she was right to say no, but you yeah. don't necessarily think the others are complete idiots. You get that they're desperate to try and save their friend. That like, They want to try and t- yeah. rescue him. Um, so either you don't find yourself frustrated with them either. But, uh, so, of course, they have him on, a, on the table, and they're trying to like, take it off, and it doesn't work. Uh. Like Ash says that we might even kill him if we try and take it off, and in ki- you know, or sorry, Dallas is like, yeah, There's yeah. There's no she- way
1: to take it off without ripping his face off. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the first time it's like he might kill him, and then they try to take it off because he makes the decision, no, I'll take responsibility. Let's try and take it off, and then when they do try and take it off, it's like no, it, this will definitely kill him if we take it off. There's no way. It's actually gripping. It's just tightening its grip when they mm-hmm. try to take it off. So, uh, this beautiful stuff, and uh, you know, and all they try to cut it off. Yeah, they try to cut it off, and that's when, they, obviously, they get to the, the acids for blood, which is... Of course. <laughs> such a wonderful little idea, uh, which, yeah. what I think is interesting about it is that it doesn't actually play into this first movie that much, when you think about it. It doesn't really come up again.
1: No, not really.
0: Yeah. It's one of those it's things... That you,
1: they don't want to...
0: It's basically a reason not to cut it off, right? That's, that's it. It's
1: a reason not to cut it off, and also, if the thing when you want to kill it, like maybe it would be better just to capture it. Cause they, at first they think it's small, you know, and if they can just capture it instead of just kill it, you know, that's, that's what they have to do. Cause if they kill it and it bleeds and then they're all going to die. Cause it's oh, the actual,
0: the actual xenomorph flare, you mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So later yeah. on when they still think it's small.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> when they still think it's small. Yeah. It grows up pretty fast. The, the main one. <laughs> sure does. Yeah. Um, because there's a wonderful uh, scene where Ripley comes to Ash to basically yeah
1: I really like this scene too
0: Yeah, to give him shit for not following orders and making it clear the chain of command that she is you know she's the third in command so when when Dallas and Kane are off the ship she's the the one in charge she's the commanding officer and you know he kind of awkwardly because this is the thing we talk about all the phallic image with the alien and stuff there is actually a weird phallic thing with him as well which we'll get to later Mm -hmm uh when we get there but uh, this was kind of a setup for that scene in this power play uh because I, I i don't think the movie like for the most part really it does have much of a sort of dynamic in the genders and it's, it's really saying much with ripley's role in her kind of becoming the survivor and becoming the leader of, of, of essentially what who's left but uh mm-hmm. you can't ignore the dynamic between her and ash and the way that she kind of feels challenged by ash and then what Ash actually is, but also how Ash tries to kill her later, which is very phallic and very... So, like, this is kind of the setup here for the power dynamics between them and her feeling challenged yeah. by him. Uh, but that's that's certainly there. It's certainly there. Do um, you think
1: there's something there with the ship being called Mother also?
0: Oh, the computer being called Mother, you mean? The computer, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I can see that. Yeah, the fact that you know they, they call us Mother and then the alien life cycle, the idea that kane kind of is the mother mm-hmm. to the alien yeah uh it's kind of a weird yeah um the, the idea that kane isn't doesn't have a saying being the mother it's something that's forced upon him like uh, there's maybe mm-hmm. some sort of weird sexual commentary you can get into in there um i
1: imagine when it comes to the to the nostromo and the ai the 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 ai sort of represents the company you know and the company. Mm is where you're supposed to feel safe mother is supposed to make you feel safe and then when you know you find out you can't trust your own mother anymore or something you know when the company betrays them
0: then the mother's a lie basically is what we're saying yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah, no it's interesting Mm -hmm. stuff um Yes. yeah so i had another point but i forgot so maybe i'll come back continue yes so <laughs> so the face actually comes off on its own eventually and they, they come down to to you know have a look and like check it and like it, cause kane doesn't wake up yet because kane wakes up later the 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 thing comes off first and they try and because this, this is the scene where they're looking for it in the room because they can't find it and it falls on ripley's shoulder and she freaks the you know the shit out and and dallas even sort of lunges in front of her to sort of protect her kind of again hinting that he's maybe he's the lead hero he's the you know, he's a hero mm-hmm. in the movie um so it kind of almost as a psycho thing where it's kind of a shock that he's killed like halfway like he, he doesn't make it to the second half
1: yeah yeah uh, it also is just a yeah it messes with your expectations and all of a sudden he who you thought your hero was is just gone and now you really feel unsafe and yeah. unsure of your situation.
0: In fact, actually, Although we
1: have seen Ripley take charge and make the right decisions when she does, but now she's forced into a position of power where people don't maybe see her that way.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to correct that I mean, the scene with her and uh, Ash must be after because I'm pretty sure he's working on the the facehugger when she comes to see him, right? Or actually, uh, maybe it happens twice because he's in like... Uh, he's definitely working on the facehugger for one of the scenes where she comes to see him. Yeah. Because she kind of says, oh, like you know, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm collating. Because that comes back later.
1: Right, right.
0: But he's still collating.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. But I, I like the scene a lot because it does make you suspect... That, you know, she's confronting him because he's supposed to be the science officer. He's supposed to be the the one who, he was quoting the book earlier, Mm. you know, he's the one who knows the rules. And as a scientist, he should respect the whole quarantine of new life
0: well the beautiful thing about it is that it's not like we would suspect from this you know the first time through that he's untrustworthy not that he's a robot <laughs> like
1: right <laughs> i mean i don't know what it's like to watch this movie and not know that he's i know met, it's because I've seen it so many times and i first saw it as a really young person so i don't <laughs> i don't know you know um, i don't know what that first experience is like unfortunately
0: mm. Uh, it is interesting a uh, dynamic to throw in here about artificial life, though, right? Because everything's about the, the life cycle of the alien, and it's all about genitalia and like all these phallic images. And then you throw in a robot that isn't created from that, like yeah. uh, that's completely you know unique and on its own. And um, so wouldn't
1: wouldn't really have like he he has no threat from the alien at all. Like he's he just has he just has a mission.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I mean, the alien may still kill him.
1: It might, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, the alien. May not give a shit that it's synthetic. Uh, but I mean, whatever. Uh, so, what do, you
1: mean? do you think an alien would care? Like, if it doesn't have the the warm body to like, um, I don't know, implant or take? Because I, I mean, we find out in the next movie really that the alien doesn't really doesn't eat them. Like he, the alien takes them and brings them, cocoons them. They wouldn't have a need to do that for an artificial life form.
0: No, but it'd probably still kill them and then realize, oh no, wait, this thing's useless and move on. <laughs> maybe. Yeah.
1: The, the alien is a, is like the shark, you know, here in its territory. Of, yeah.
0: and you can't really blame the alien for it. Well, yeah, but they, presu- they presumably still eat something, so maybe they still eat some people.
1: Maybe. I, I don't know. It does have two mouths to feed. <laughs>
0: <Treacher>. <laughs> Very true. Very <laughs> true. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of questions you could, could get to with that, I suppose. But McCain eventually wakes up. Uh, they're all happy. They're delighted. They go back up to the the main ship uh, around this time as well. Uh, and it's like okay, right? You know, uh, he wants to eat. He's like, he feels fine, but he wants to eat. Uh, he doesn't really remember the, you know being attacked. He just remembers kind so, some vague things. Two and- dreams so they're sitting around the circular table and they're having this and i love i love watching the scene like knowing what's coming because it's uh mm-hmm. it's like such a, a build to it. you know it's coming you can you can hear this the heartbeat
1: is the scene yeah, yeah.
0: You, you can hear the heartbeat kind of starting to come in as it's going um and they shot That's one of the great features on the Blu ray actually is that they shot this multi camera because they, they could only really do the effect once of the actual chest burster, right? So, mm-hmm. unlike most scenes, they shot it with multiple cameras because mo- most stuff is shot with one camera where you just do the multiple takes and whatever. But every so often, uh, another common reason for this would be a big stunt with a car or a building blown up they can only do it once. You know, back when they actually had to blow up a building yeah. and not just CG it. <laughs> um, but uh, they, they had to do it multi camera. So, what they did was is they didn't actually like tell the cast members exactly what it, they something was going to happen, obviously but they didn't tell them exactly what it was going to look like or show them what it was going to look like um and one of the things is that the, the blood spatter on lambert that makes it go uh, that actually like was just a sort of accident it didn't it wasn't really meant to hit her it just kind of did uh so that was like a genuine shoot. i
1: she, like almost fainted
0: <laughs> yeah uh, so they didn't know what was really going to happen so obviously uh like the start when it's still john Hurt, kind of like moving around like that's a, a, like a pretty separate thing but once he's on the table and it's time for the chest buster part and he's, he's he obviously not, he's part of them stuck through the table and you know whatever mm-hmm. uh multi-camera one take it's beautiful stuff but i, I just it's, it's such a memorable scene i love how you, you see this there's a like quick splatter like it's almost like a gunshot like a squibs went off and then yeah. you see the movement from under the shirt and it kind of, you know, you can see it kind of coming up from under his skin and then bleh. Uh, and then if, if, if there's anything that doesn't hold up, like, 100%, it's maybe like 90%, is when it scurries away from the table.
1: <laughs> it looks a little bit like a
0: track. Yeah, a little bit silly, but that is the only thing that maybe doesn't completely hold up.
1: Uh, I think the scene is pretty flawless otherwise. Though. Oh yeah, it's, oh
0: yes. Yeah, wonderful.
1: <laughs> this is the scene that you think about when you think of the movie.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely uh and I, you know i said dallas doesn't make it to the second half that's not entirely true because this actually takes place at pretty much at the hour mark so this, this is actually the halfway point it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it though because everything's been building up to this and then this is what really sets the real the real threat the real th-
1: yeah it's a real slow start yeah. like the pacing but i, I love the pacing of, as do uh, I. I think it should be slow and atmospheric it takes it takes a while before the xenomorph becomes like the main threat
0: yeah uh, as it should be because it has all of it so much weight and it means we have time to spend with the characters before they start dying off which is important um, which happens yeah which definitely happens uh the first one to go because because they, they obviously they go hunting for it at this point and they're, they're, well they actually they send them off out of space but they give them the spock uh like you know like a show off out of space sequence uh fun stuff yeah uh, but the uh they they go hunting for it uh they they come up with a a, do you know what i love i love so much about how aliens expands upon a lot of these ideas but they come up with a sort of rudimentary tracker they just sort of like Mm -hmm. you know deals with the it's it's got a good good range you can sort of get in front of you if it's better
1: it's like measuring heat signals or changes in the atmosphere pressure or something
0: basically it sounds like a portable version of what like a like a light sensor in like a sort of security system would would use Mm -hmm. uh but they uh so they split into two teams and they go for it and they actually get a false positive because jonesy's running around and there's like hey okay go get the cat you know uh you know uh parker yeah parker, sorry, first Brett. he
1: lets him go just because he thinks oh it's just the cat and they're like what are you doing if you don't get the cat now like we're yeah. gonna keep getting picking up the cat instead of the alien
0: and he ends up in the area where like i think the, like, the shuttle looks like or like stuff. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of
1: hanging chains, chains and water.
0: water dripping. <laughs> uh, the the scene's flaws. I love the cat witnesses, though. Jonesy witnesses this murder. That's this first mm-hmm. kill. Uh, and there's obviously the shot of the alien raising its head behind them is like wow. You know, like, if there's scenes where the suit doesn't hold up, this is not one of them. This, this scene is no, no. like, utterly astonishingly good looking. it's the first
1: time we see the alien. Yeah, like, it's just big entrance. It's yeah, it's big. The, like, the... we're still expecting something like. Yeah. What we saw in the chest burster, it in a couple hours it's grown to like seven feet tall. Sure, <laughs> you
0: know I love. I love that there's not even a scene of like anyone else in the that's not on this ship or part of this ship. And there's so much mythology in this movie about you know setting up the company that's behind all this, uh, setting up this, the life cycle of the alien, and the mystery of this other ship that it came from. Like this world feels so real and lived in, and we see yeah. so little of it. And I think this was so beautiful about it, and it's why it's so exciting in Aliens to expand it a bit. So we actually have a company representative this time. We actually have like the what the Marines yeah. in this world look like now. So you know, like all all this kind of stuff. Uh, I love it. I love that world building. Uh, yeah me too so yeah he uh, dies and we, you and know, the rest of them have found him and they're like distraught by it and like oh we have to take this you know and at this point parker's like pissed at his friends going so he's like no let's kill this son of a bitch so we're gonna do it uh
1: yeah he is he's also like i, I love the shot where he's just so overwhelmed that the you know how how big it is now like
0: it was big <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know well actually, i love
1: his reaction
0: that detail that i love as well uh, before brett dies he finds like the the, the shedding skin of the little mm-hmm. version of him it's like yeah, it's like a shed kind of it yeah like, what the
1: and the audience kind of knows what it is before he does like oh it's like a snake skin like grew out of it
0: yeah so good uh so then the second place, is okay it's using the vents which by the way this i i i don't even think i realized this when i was playing alien isolation but one of the details that they lifted directly from this is the way the vents open and close it's this circular kind of mm-hmm. closing mechanism uh because when i saw it in this because I, I mean i've seen it bef- since i played the game but for whatever reason i don't remember noticing it last time but i was like oh shit those vents are the exact same as the game like they actually took the vents like how they open yeah i mean right. the,
1: the game is just what would it be like to be on the destroyer? it is
0: it really is uh and it would be a problem if it was a movie because it's like we're just doing the, the first movie again but because it's a game and you get to play it no this is what i wanted give me the exact <laughs> experience damn it <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so so uh dallas is like no i'm gonna go in the vent with the flamethrower um and this is a wonderful sequence where you know Lambert's tracking it, and it's like, oh, it's coming towards you. It's right above you. This doesn't make sense. It's like right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the sound effect, the pulsing of the tracker, uh, the sweat of him, but also the sweat of like Lambert. Everything it cuts back to her, like all that stuff, uh, it was wonderful. Uh, and- yeah,
1: you you really are in fear for him. Like I, I think maybe the first fifty or so times I've watched this movie, like <laughs> that jump scare always got me. Uh, it doesn't get me anymore, but like
0: <laughs> I love the I love the sound because when the alien goes, you know, the sound yeah. is is again otherworldly. It just it really takes you to places. Yeah, uh, and
1: again, you, you lose Dallas, the the person you thought would protect you throughout the film.
0: Mhm. Yep. It's not gone. Yeah, but he's not the first killer. It's not like they wanted to shock you with the first one. So like no, we'll do it second, right? Uh, I think they killed someone who was quite likable first. Mhm. And then they went with the leader second, and it's like, okay, shit. What what do we have now? Who is left? And at this point, we've lost three people because Kane, obviously, the chest burst, killed him, and we've taken yeah. out two with the alien. And it's like, okay. So we know Ripley's in charge. That was set up earlier that she's the next in command. Uh, so we're, we don't
1: we don't trust Ash, and it's not because we don't know he's a robot, but because he doesn't follow the rules, and he's he's willing. He said by letting them in that he's willing to take responsibility yeah. for whatever happens, and now two people have died and there's an alien loose so we already kind of like well, well poo poo for him because yeah, we they, already decided he's to blame
0: they start to form plans but it's around this time where ripley now she has the authority to go to mother herself right because as i seen earlier i will say if i'm going to critique something is that the computer is kind of silly how it works because like dallas when he goes to, to, to talk to it he literally types in like questions and it just answers them like like, he's like, like, Oh, what are our chances of survival? And it's like 12% or so. Like, it's not good. It Maybe even less than <laughs> that. And I'm like, Wait, how does the computer calculate this exactly? I, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, well, it's all
1: the dots that are on the wall. Yeah. Really. All, the,
0: all these lights that are flashing. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I also love the computer a whole room. Like The, the entire walls mm-hmm. of this room are the computer, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I do like the design of the room. It looks very nice like, comfortable. <laughs> no, no, that's true. No, it's fun. I could sit in that room but <laughs> ripley goes to ask kind of like okay why were we sent there what's going on and it's like no no this this signal is not something that like was a surprise this was something that the company knew about and she discovers she has to override it first to get in to get the answers but she gets in and finds out that ash knows about this and that his his mission is to bring back a live specimen and all other you know all other uh parameters are secondary uh, the crew is expendable and it's like, wait. What,
1: expendable?
0: <laughs> yeah, good reference. Uh, uh, and she, she, so she immediately goes to confront him. Uh, in fact, actually, he pops up over her shoulder, right? Like he immediately just yeah. kind of, he's there. He's there. Yeah, you're right. Because I, I love she's that moment.
1: And like she's still processing things that she can't really do anything. She sort of like yells at him, but he leaves and she cries or something. Like she's, it's, it's not really a confrontation at that moment. Yeah. It's more of like peekaboo.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know she she like asks, and he, he does kind of glitch at one point, but he like basically because she's going to interrupt, he has to kind of take her out. Uh, it, but he's kind of glitching. It's it's you know it's it's very weird because it's kind of the first hint that there's something not quite right with them. It's not just that he's untrustworthy. There's something wrong with them. And but he attacks her. He he tries to you know, he he locks her in, and then you know we have to talk about the way he tries to kill her. He he rolls up a magazine, uh and which by the way the, the fact that they even have magazines is kind of you know like retro and a way. but uh, he rolls up a magazine and tries to choke her with it by shoving it down her mouth like that is very phallic that is a you yeah, know a...
1: And very unusual yeah like it's it doesn't seem like a really convenient way to kill somebody <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it begs the question like you know he's glitching out because even though technically like some of this is part of his mission but like they do acknowledge that this is this is kind of him freaking out uh, and the <laughs> second movie also kind of confirms this that no there was there was a a glitch this was not the way it's supposed to function uh like you know is, is there something here where he has no real like sexual organ of his own or at least if he does it doesn't work or you know like you know this is just not something he can be a he's part no data. of data yeah he's not yeah He's not fully functional, uh, to put it in data terms, uh, or maybe you just need to meet Tasha Yar. Maybe Tasha Yar would have got it going. I uh, know, but there there is something interesting. So if you go back and recontextualize, like kind of like the way he kind of ignored her command, and well, you could maybe argue it's just because he wanted to save the people, even though we, I mean, we ultimately know that's not true. Uh, like, you, you could you read into it that there is a sexist thing here going where he's not willing to take this order from a woman? And then you go p- forward to this and say, no, but he's a robot though. But then he tries to kill her in a way that's very phallic by shoving something down her mouth. And it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, is there some kind of weird like jealousy or like, you know, this urge to be a real boy to, for lack of a better, like, is, is there some element it's, there?
1: It's never been a scene that's really like made sense in my mind every time I watch it, I'm just like, why would he why would he? it's such an inefficient way to try to choke somebody? Like it's way harder than just mm. grabbing her throat, you know, and it, it there has to be something more to it. But, yeah, to be honest, i I don't know. I always thought it was kind of a bizarre choice
0: for it's, the movie. It's like because I said that he's kind of separate from everything because he's not part of a life cycle. And I wonder if this is like, you know, an un, an unknown to him even like desire to be in some way like
1: I don't know maybe active. Michael Fassbender's character answers this question
0: I don't want to think about that please don't bring that into it please don't um but <laughs> I, I, I guess in a really dark way it's kind of a desire to be more human and it's something they were they, they return to in a more healthy way with Bishop in the second movie mm-hmm. uh, but there is kind of this desire to be the stronger domine- domineering uh, and then you add the phallic imagery into it, and it's like, yeah. So, like, you've got this this kind of thing there, which is proper dark, and it feels like, you no, know, she, she, he is kind of winning. then, obviously, eventually, Parker and, and Lambert, you know, come in and pull him off, and they 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 hit him. And he has some of the fire extinguisher, and his head just comes off. Like, but yeah. not completely. It hangs off at the back, so it's kind of dangling at yeah, the Yeah, it's
1: a little, like... Uh... T one T one thousand.
0: It's actually yeah. It would even shock me if I mean obviously Cameron's a fan of the movie because he made the sequel. <laughs>
1: yeah, but you get to see the android point parts and it's not like anything we've ever seen in a no, it's, movie before.
0: Yeah, it's just like, it's like milk. It's like I mean, like I,
1: rubber tubes and silicone and milk.
0: Little balls. It's like little. It, it, you know it almost looks like on the tubing. It's almost like there's like uh, pickles, like uh, pickled onions, like. <laughs> All the way up, the, maybe
1: the it could be
0: made from that. <laughs> I don't think it actually is, but I, I mean, I, th- I think that some of the liquid was real milk, because like, I mean, it's obvious what do you use for white liquids? Yeah. yeah. I mean, milk, but uh, like, cause, cause I, I think on the documentary it talks about how it was kind of disgusting because he had to have some of it in his mouth because, because when they turn on his head <laughs> when he's his head's on the table, uh, which by the way I love when you watch it if you're watching it really closely and they're trying to like, balance the fake oh, yeah. head and then it, when it cuts back to him it's the real head but he's under the table. It's, a- he,
1: it's almost there.
0: Yeah. Um, but he starts garg- gargling up the the the, the liquid, the, the the you know the white blood. I suppose you what call it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, like he says he had to. Oh, yeah, to have all this in his mouth so he could start gargling it as it was coming out. And I'm like, yeah,
1: there's a weird connection to Westworld that I didn't think about till now.
0: Yeah, the milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. milky blood. Milky blood. Um, yeah. I wonder if that was even like a a, a homage to Alien that decision. Maybe. Yeah, could have been. Could have been uh although the Westworld hosts do have like more kind of like because when you see inside them at one point and they do actually have like cogs and gears and they're more traditional robot parts they just also have the milk <laughs> milk blood yeah well it's not even milk blood because they don't bleed that they're just made in it
1: yeah yeah
0: so but well don't nah.
1: they also they use it though it's like their lubricant or something for their machinery
0: sure but they still bleed red though
1: yeah, but I've always thought of that yeah. as like an extra layer
0: just to make it look real. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Uh, so, but uh, super super dark stuff. Uh, so we were down with three characters, uh, but you know, but I interested interesting when they talk to Ash. He does kind of say that you know, for what it's worth, he's like, he, I don't even think he says sorry. He just says it's unfortunate. You know, mm. uh, and they, they don't have a good chance. Like their chances are not good. Like that, this thing is is perfect and. Um, and I guess that's the other element of it because he kind of admires it, right? He, he says that at one point, even at the top of it, just being kind of clearly he does admire it. And I wonder if the phallic yeah. part of like trying to shove the magazine down or throw it is trying to emulate the, the face hugger.
1: I don't know. <laughs> no, okay. I don't know. Like maybe I, again, like I this this isn't a part that registers with me as obvious. Like I, I really have to reach for it to make sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it raises a lot of questions that make you think, and I think that's maybe the purpose yeah. of it more than anything. Sure. Uh, so no, so we have these three, and of course, I mean, Parker and Lambert basically go together. They, they're off on their own doing something. The alien shows up. They don't stand a chance. Uh, you know, Lambert kind of breaks no, down. No, I
1: love Lambert's reaction too. She just kind of turns around and she's like, she knows it's done. Yeah. That's it. It's over.
0: Yeah. Oh, we haven't even talked about the uh, scene where... Uh, after Kane first comes back on board, Lambert, they're watching him through the window and Lambert shows up and just slaps the shit out of Ripley, because how dare she <laughs> not let them on? They're like, oh, this is, yeah, the emotion. <laughs> right? Uh proper smack uh but you know so we, I, I think what always impresses me or at least what not this viewing so much because i'd remembered it from the last time but the last time i watched this i remember being surprised at just how much of the runtime at the end is just ripley on her own there's a good 20 minutes at the end of the movie 25 even where she's on her own and obviously i, I love the shot of the alien looking through the the, the cat cage looking at the cat mm-hmm. um and then ripley's choice because she's running about this you know and I'll talk about this a bit more when we get to aliens but there's definitely a lot of what i love about the resident evil video games that come from alien and aliens and one of them is the self-destruct timer at the end and like the you know the the lights like spinning and the smoke all going and like this will self-destruct in five minutes like you Mm -hmm. know like all of that is you know it's all in resident evil as well uh but i love like the the decision to go back and get the cat is like okay if you didn't love ripley already if you weren't sympathetic to her already (laughs) This is the moment where okay, no, you're going to root for her because she saved the I goddamn think cat. In
1: retrospect, this, after watching Aliens and after watching this special edition of Aliens, so you have that more, that Ripley is a mother character and her choosing to go back and save the cat to help the, the the innocent that can't be that can't help itself right now. I think that I think that adds more to the that in in alien after you've watched aliens and it, specifically yeah. the special edition
0: i guess that's true i mean it's i mean no one watches the theatrical cut of aliens anymore is it the special edition has been the default one for the last like 25 years i think you're good to just assume that we're including that okay. uh, i mean i haven't really thought about it i mean, i have this weird thing where i don't for the most part i don't really like let the sequels affect the previous movies it's as weird as that sounds which helps for when there's a bad sequel admittedly uh, yeah which
1: helps for prometheus but like
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no no you, you've got a point you've got a point i never really think about an alien though um
1: well aliens has done such a good job expanding on what it
0: does not little does.
1: is in i mean we get a lot of details in alien but it's aliens that really explores those details
0: yeah that's no, good um I, yeah, I, so I love all that. I, I love the this because she has to like go and get a couple of things or like you know finish preparing to like launch the shuttle, and she's because she's, she's going to like turn off the self destruct, but she can't, and it's like oh shit, no, I have to get this done now in this time, and you know she she just gets to the shuttle and you think it's all over. Uh, like I say, I love the shot of the alien looking at the cat like through the cage. Uh, it's such a moment. Cats. Yeah, just just a little moment of the head telling like so confused. There's a there's a curiosity in the alien that you, there's, there's this kind of a character moment for it that you don't see otherwise. It's just a little moment of curiosity of like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> this, this thing's too small to to do anything with, so but you know. Um so she gets on the shuttle, uh, blasts off, and you know, we get this great you know, the the entire like the stromo blows up. It's this wonderful blinding light and uh, you
1: know. I don't love this effect
0: <laughs> no? don't like it? <laughs>
1: not really I think this effect really doesn't hold up very well that's fair and it, it's fine that there are multiple <laughs> explosions but it's also kind of confusing as to why there are multiple explosions
0: um, that's just off the era it does, make it, seem,
1: it does make it feel like it's a really big ship
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's kind it's off the era though yeah, I feel like everything that exploded in the movies at that time always had at least three explosions <laughs> like you know <laughs> it was just all of, of the time like Supernovas. i i i feel like for me i just like i'm so used to how this looks that that's just how it looks <laughs> Like
1: yeah i think the actual explosion scene doesn't really hold up very well yeah, for me i like the fair. effect of the light on ripley when she's like but then we get it like two more times
0: like, sure right, that's a lot yeah <laughs> uh, and you get um uh obviously you think everything's okay but of course, the aliens stuck aboard the ship. Uh, and Ripley's. Yeah,
1: our, our final girl in her underpants.
0: Yeah, those underpants are.
1: Barely holding on. I know.
0: I don't know. Like, what a design nonsense that was. <laughs> I, I don't get it. But uh, but I Just love. It's half the butt cheek or that butt crack. <laughs> but I, I, I love that it's sleeping. I love that, like, yeah, as an animal, it does sleep. Like, there, mm-hmm. it's not always on the pearl. And it... I, I dig that you know the cat's already safe in the sleeping pod, which is good news. <laughs> but I I love this this slow like her like slowly try to put on the spacesuit right quietly not to yeah. disturb it, and then you know the ultimate the plan is to just blow it outside, but it, it sort of latches on to part of the ship, so it's sort of dangling, uh, and she ends up burning it in the engine like in the uh, the thruster like that's how it ultimately gets killed.
1: Yeah. It seems like it may come back aboard somehow for yeah. a brief second, like, oh, come
0: on. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the blood
1: out of space and it's still going to come back on the ship. Which, yeah.
0: which is actually kind of a big deal that it can survive in space. This is a vacuum. I mean, that that kills most things. Most, pretty much everything we know of can't exist in a vacuum.
1: It's the perfect weapon.
0: <laughs>
1: but also, it's, it is like intergalactic and there's no reason why it should be because it is just an animal. You know, it's not it's not like an alien like uh, i mean it has some intelligence but it's not making its own ships you know it's just a parasite because sure. intergalactic so i imagine yeah it would have survival skills like that yeah okay you would have to have some kind of adaptation for it and it's uh yeah it's also the perfect weapon
0: perfect <laughs> Why do you keep saying it that way? I feel like you're making fun of Prometheus. <laughs>
1: I, I don't like that. Movie. I watched it like four times trying to like say, okay, you're gonna like this this time. Just there's just something you missed, and that's why. And I, then thirty minutes into it, I'm like, I hate this.
0: <laughs> I I know I know this is gonna be hard to believe, but trust me, Covenant's worse.
1: I don't. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it. I skipped it.
0: <laughs> just you wait for the scene. Just you wait for the. Uh, you blow, I'll do the fingering. Just you wait for that scene.
1: I mean it sounds like an okay scene.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be so bad. Um no one this this, this stuff is uh is is great. She, she makes her final log, she does a recording, you know, the, the this is the last survivor, the Nostromo, all that stuff. Um and this, you know, this is her ending. And I I, I think uh cue the romance music it feels like such a like a journey for ripley um and i think part of what makes the movie work is that it is so simple really when you think about it. like they get picked off one by one it's like okay we have to just like abandon the ship uh and you know that that's ultimately what works it's just like it's just every single step of the way it's really hard and it's really dangerous because this thing is is there and you don't know where it is and it might yeah. just jump out and kill you um that's, that's, that's the yeah, essence of makes it work. Yeah, it is
1: like Michael Myers or <laughs> in space,
0: in a way.
1: It's, it's <laughs> very of. much a slasher movie.
0: In a lot of ways, it is. Uh, but like I said earlier on, like, it takes it and it treats it like it's, it's something to respect, and it's not going to just like half-ass some of it because it's a goofy B movie. No, no. Every every, <laughs> fa- every facet of, this, of the production, whether it be the design, the music, the acting, the direction, the pacing, all of it has to be treated like we're making a real movie and we're going to make it the best we possibly can. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's true with Halloween. It's true with Jaws. These are B movie concepts that are treated with a movie mm-hmm. skill. And that's why they hold up as being yeah. the best examples of those things.
1: And I think that's a really, that's a real challenge with science fiction. I mean, we're bound to watch a ton of really poorly made science fiction movies where I think they're more concentrated on like, that's, Let's make sure that people know that this is the future. So we're going to watch like, uh, I don't know, movies that take the science fiction part of it and make that the focus and not the characters that are the focus, you know. And this movie takes science fiction as a setting. And but we're still following real people. And I I think that's those are the types of science fiction movies that we ultimately end up calling (laughs) masterpieces.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, though, I think you have to acknowledge that the characters in this aren't actually that strong in terms of, like, they're not characters with arcs, they're not characters that we get to know a lot about. They, they're they good in the sense that they feel real, but I think that's what's part of the so press about it, and why it feels kind of like a slasher movie And that they're not deep characters, like... It's like, you know, we talk mm-hmm. about the Terminator and we, we, you know, a lot of that review was us talking about how great Sarah Connor's arc is and how it's the story of someone who changes and all these things. And, and Ripley does get that in the next movie.
1: She She does, but she, you know, she was right in the beginning and she's right at the end <laughs> and she survived because of
0: it. <laughs> yeah. So it's not really an arc. Not, not, I mean, what little of an arc is is her becoming the real leader, but even that's really thin. And mm-hmm. this is not a critique of the movie. Am I, I, mean, am I
1: as a leader, Oliver of her shipment died,
0: but... That's true. <laughs> but... Except for Jonesy. But w- w- what I'm saying is, is that it's actually impressive that despite the fact that it doesn't have these stories for its characters, or at least its main character it doesn't actually matter. In the end, it actually helps the movie because it helps it feel like all these are just real people who are just caught up in this situation as opposed to being a traditional movie with a character who has an arc. And,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, other movies do that. Even Aliens does that. Aliens has the arc. And it's part of why Aliens, again, feels like a great expansion because Alien keeps it so simple and Aliens does the, the more complex version of all the ideas in a way that is really satisfying because it expands upon them all. But for the first time, it's so simple. It's why Halloween is is so good. Like, I mean, there's a little bit of an arc for for uh, Laurie Strode, but not much. Like, but for the most part, it's really simple. It's a bunch of babysitters, it's a story, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are getting killed by this this masked man who is barely a man anymore. He's the shape of a man, hence the shape. Like, mm-hmm. it's it keeps it really simple. And I think when it comes to these genre ideas, like I love when it's kept simple. I love when it's just a pure idea, but done with the skill. It, to, to make it just like just sing off the screen yeah
1: well I think that's I, you're right I think that is a really strong part of the film is that it is a very simple movie or a simple idea but what we love and what's not so simple is just the setting the, the details that has been mm. put into the world this world building you have to create a creature um, another alien's design of a ship and um, the, a future for humanity that we don't, that's unfamiliar to us, but seems plausible.
0: Yeah. Also. And just casually introducing the fact that, oh, yeah, androids exist in this world. Uh, like two oh, yeah, thirds out of the movie. And... Yeah. Which, again, <laughs> I, I think the reason why that works so well is because the movie's so organic. Like all the designs being phallic and organic, and everything's about a life cycle, mm-hmm. and everything's about gestation and birthing and mothers and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, you introduce the opposite of that. You introduce a robot, an appliance, a, a thing that was built in a <laughs> in a lab or in a factory, like it's sure. just the opposite, right? Uh, you know, like if 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 uh, if natural or organic things are stuff that mothers create, then ash is what men built, right? And yeah. you, you've got a you know, it's, it's an interesting kind of duality there uh, that they can play with, and that's really cool. So, uh, just it, everything. Should,
1: should we tell comes... the people what our rating is? <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised uh, at the numbers that we're about to get. Because I've got a funny feeling that both of us are going to give it the same number. Uh, But Tara, if you would like to go first.
1: Well, believe it or not, I think this movie's a 10. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is why we love the genre, right? This This is what you hope to get from a science fiction movie, something that is just so i hate to use the word alien but <laughs> something that's so alien you know George, this is this is something that had to be created that could i don't know like something you fear in space um the unknown and
0: what was so funny uh, is that go ahead. I feel like science fiction for me, like if I was to d- define what I like about science fiction, I wouldn't even necessarily describe Alien first. Like I I would describe, like, I love science fiction that gives me concepts and ideas that say a lot about humanity. I don't think that's what this movie really is. This is a different type of science. This is like, it just it just puts me... In- think- yeah
1: i don't think that i mean yeah a lot of science fiction is allegory
0: i'm not saying it needs to be that i'm saying that this movie is not the first thing i think of when i think of or i mean don't get me wrong, i think of alien pretty quickly when i think of sci-fi i'm not <laughs> saying i don't but i'm saying that if i think of just the concepts of science fiction i think of like you know stuff that star trek does where it makes me think about you know people and makes me think about the way two yeah. factions interact with each other or whatever right alien is the other side of science fiction where. It's about putting me in a scenario of atmosphere. And it's kind of, mm-hmm. again, going back to why I love the Resident Evil games and why the movies are complete trash is because the game makes me feel like I'm in that world. It makes me feel like I'm in a mansion filled with zombies where there was this lab underground that made these like weird, this weird virus that did this. It makes me feel like I'm there. No, no matter how goofy it kind of is, Right. it makes me feel like I'm in that. And well, Alien does that. Alien makes me feel like I'm in this 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 world.
1: Right. And I mean, that's what I mean when I say like this is what we hope for when we watch a science fiction movie. Like, mm. sure... We're not going to know a whole lot about humanity in this case, but w- we hope that people take um, science fiction as a genre seriously, oh, yeah, and and create worlds that are believable and livable and uh, something that is something is real and never before seen. And I don't think anything even really comes close to the design of what we get here in science fiction and i think i think alien is the top when it comes to like strange
0: worlds and unknown in space and despite what i just said like the world building is so good and it introduces stuff like the android and like uh you know all the stuff we talked about with the birth thing and the the nature versus the organic versus the, or the, the, the organic and natural versus you know synthetic and so on mm-hmm. like even though i don't think it is saying something the way a lot of science fiction very in your face does it's so thick and layered and it's world building and in these small ways that you can actually almost get there anyway <laughs> and sort of t- start talking about what we, what our android represents with this the other things in the movie sure. or yeah. what or what the life cycle is and the, the, the fact that you know like we're talking about how them it's the man being impregnated and the the mm-hmm. the sexual uh, like act of aggression that is and all these things like even though it's maybe not like super thought-provoking there is still some in there if you really uh, it's, mm-hmm. they're still doing it and yeah, so it's a ten. Yeah, I I, I give it a ten too. This is what I was building up to. <laughs> big surprise. Ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> we have a
1: holiday around this movie, of course. Exactly. There's yes.
0: A 10. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it is it is nigh on perfect. Uh, and I I uh, you know it's you know for for me this is more important than Star Wars, and that's I mean that's not just because I'm not as big a Star Wars fan as other people are, but
1: I love A New Hope. But yeah, I I, I am a Star Wars fan, but I i do think this is better
0: (laughs) yeah you do yeah yeah and that is why tara is my co-host and not that (laughs) awful person connor who's
1: we will have to do the star wars movies one day and i'm looking forward to it
0: but yeah yeah someday someday Uh... i
1: feel a little bit bad that 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 means connor's not gonna do them but i'm pretty sure that's the only reason you agreed to do star wars
0: (laughs) I i think it's hilarious i don't want to talk to connor about star wars i'll just be annoyed uh so uh <laughs> yes alien i do wonderful. own a lightsaber i built it myself don't remind me don't tell people this don't don't do it
1: i know i usually wait till like i don't know maybe year three before i make that but... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, so no, Alien is is wonderful, and it's such it's such a fundamental building block of everything I love about movies and everything I love about cinema. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I like it is as a measuring stick, you know, unfairly almost to a lot of other movies that, of which they are measured. Uh,
1: well, a lot of movies take from Alien. They do, or just straight up copy it.
0: Or just straight up copy it. <laughs> So, no, it's a big deal that we finally got to do Alien, and I'm looking forward to next year getting to do Aliens, because Alien is a perfect movie. Aliens is my favourite movie of all time, meaning that I think Aliens is, is somehow even better. But, admittedly, that's down to just taste, because they're both 10s, right? I'll just say it right now. I mean, I gave this a 10. Obviously, I'm going to rate the next one a 10 if I just give them what I just said. The only way you can make Alien better is if you add Bill Paxton. <laughs> One Express, Elevator Hell.
1: Going down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, we need to save the Alien's quotes because we're literally going to do all nothing but Alien's quotes next next year. Uh, so, okay. good stuff, good stuff. All right, Alien is written off the, 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 the list. It's done. We've, we've checked that. Happy Alien box. Day, everybody. Happy Alien Day. <laughs> Uh, it is uh, the fundamental classic, and this show would definitely not exist if Alien never happened. So... That's what the A stands for. <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: never mind. Atomic. <laughs>
0: uh, no, no, I mean, I, I'm only going it. It can be <laughs> the Alien. What movie do we like to begin with? C. It's a sci-fi movie. Oh. Um,
1: it's Cocoon. A sci-fi movie. I guess. Uh, they all um, go back in you know in
0: the age. It's the um, alien clockwork. Yeah. <laughs> the alien clockwork X machina, I don't know. <laughs> and it's better
1: than I could come up
0: with. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes. Uh, that is Alien. Obviously, feel free to also tell us how much you love Alien in the comments. Uh,
1: if you don't then if you don't like it, then just don't say anything.
0: Yes, what's wrong with you? Uh, And uh, you you could, of course, uh, guys on the Twitters, uh, at mail underscore fuzz, uh, or at the Ace Podcast. Uh, You can, of course, ding the bell on YouTube. Uh, All these things do help us, as does rating the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and a review. More people will find us that way. We mentioned Patreon earlier, Patreon.com slash for TV supports financially. So we'll do that too. Uh, is there anything else I want to say? I mean, I guess generally plugging uh, other content. Uh Tara, would you like to recommend anything else that uh that we do? No.
1: Not
0: really. No, no. Not even the one you're on, no.
1: Oh yeah. Um you could check out the Twilight Zone reviews we're working through um, the classic Twilight Zone right now. We're on season two. Uh-huh. I think we're like midway, maybe, maybe a third. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have all of season one done. So you can check out what we think about that. Watch along with us. It's been a real treat going back and rewatching those. Yeah. yeah. Check that out weekly.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, weekly. Really. Um, yes, I, I will throw on this uh, the, the horror movie podcast, kind of the the companion podcast to this. Uh, Scream's after midnight that I do with Tim. Uh, we we do lots of movies. We're looking through many a franchise on that. Uh, unfortunately, stuff like Leprechaun, which Tim loves, And a delusional way. I like
1: that franchise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but you don't like it as much as Tim's like, like I will not even say it as much as Tim likes it, as much as Tim pretends he likes it on the reviews. Yeah,
1: those are pretty fun to listen to. Actually.
0: You should check those out. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, that is, us. That, is that is our uh, alien discussion. It uh, wasn't quite the full two hours I was expecting it to be, but it was like an hour 45 or something like that. I, I, I will guarantee you Aliens is going to be even longer than this. Not just because, oh, not, not just because it's my favorite movie but it's got even more going on and what it's doing and bill paxton and we're bill just pa- gonna
1: be quoting his lines
0: and, and michael bean and lance henriksen and like the, the movie's packed with things paul rise is even in there i know it was a bad call I He'd
1: he's such a good
0: <laughs> good choice i know he's a comedy actor well what's weird is though it was the opposite at the time because this was before he did all of his comedy stuff in aliens
1: uh he did a movie called diner which was kind of a comedy well it's oh. a comedic drama
0: true yeah, but it was before Mad About You. It was before, you know, that was his big thing. I that... think
1: he was still a comedian, though.
0: Was he? Okay. Yeah. All right. I think so. Fair enough. I'll take it where for Uh But here we are. Uh, so, yeah. That has been the Atomic Sam Experiment. Uh, we're deep into the 50s. We may, actually... we may have hit 60 by now. I don't know. Because that... we're recording this, obviously we did all those
1: 70s sci-fi i'm not quite sure what the are those
0: numbered yeah they're numbered the last one that went up or the one that's up up early today for patrons at the time of recording was demon seed and i believe that was episode 56 so Mm. alien is this episode 60 it's it's around 60 it may not be 60 could be 59 could be 61 but (laughs) something there
1: well, it's still special because it came out on Alien Day.
0: Yes, it is. Of course, it's special. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what number it is. It's is yes. Alien. It's uh, Alien special. Yeah. But I will say uh, we do have some fun stuff planned in the next uh, coming months. I'll just, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll just briefly tease this uh, because, of course, we were doing time travel movies uh, sort of sporadically over the last year or so. Uh, we've got one big time travel franchise that we've not done yet. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's coming soon and when we're done with that we'll be doing our top 10 tra- time travel movies of uh of all time so... finally
1: gonna finish that trancers saga
0: <laughs> i don't think we're gonna have that finished but uh maybe maybe for june when the list comes out we'll we'll do the, the fourth trancers movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's hoping okay
0: God. Uh, so thank you very much uh, once again uh, for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Science Fiction, guys. And, computer, what are our chances of survival? <laughs> Signing off.